Greetings and salutations. Welcome to day 18 of the Black Music Month 30 series here on the Chris Pods and Things podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Chris Stevens. Hopefully you've been enjoying the series so far for those of you who have been listening from the start. If this is your first episode, the CPNT show is doing a Black Music Month 30 series. There's 30 days in June. June is Black Music Month, and I'm talking about the albums that help shape my musical taste, albums that I feel are critical to an artist's catalog, and albums that may have just been falling under the radar from an established artist or an unknown artist. Today, of course, we are going into the Philly Soul Bag, finally. Eddie Levert turned 80 a couple days ago, so it's only right that we talk about his group. Today, we're talking about the OJs and their 1975 classic, Family Reunion. By the time Family Reunion was released in November 1975, the OJs were on their way to becoming international superstars. They were already United States superstars, thanks to their previous three albums on Philly International, Survival, Ship Ahoy, and, of course, the one that started it all, Backstabbers. Family Reunion is an album that is true to its title. It is about the family structure. It's about unity. It's about family. It's about relationships. And you get to shake your ass on the dance floor also. This album, only seven tracks long, but it has everything you would want from a soul album around 1975. I do mean everything. There is the dance floor stuff. Living for the Weekend probably gets slept on as far as the dance songs in the OJ's catalog, because of course there's I Love Music, there's Backstabbers, there's Love Train, there's Foot of, Well, you can't really dance for the love of money, but you can feel enough to nod your head. But yeah, Living for the Weekend, it starts off really slow. Like there's Walter talking about how he's so happy to be off work. He is going to cash his check, go get his lady, they're going to get dressed up, and they're going to cross the bridge. If you don't know what cross the bridge means... It means the Walt Whitman or the Ben Franklin in the Philadelphia area because people from Philly used to go over to Camden and Cherry Hill and party all the time in the 70s. This is what my mother told me. Anyway, Walt says they're going across the bridge. Like, it's really slow. It's like this swaying, little jazzy beat. And then it picks up to this real disco 120 BPM, you know, shuffle. And it really is a groove. And then finally, it goes back down to that slow part. You, you can hear, you, it's like a crescendo. It's almost like a story being told, like, Okay, it's Friday afternoon. I'm tired as hell. I still want to go have some fun. I'm going to go get my lady, cash this check, make sure we got money to have fun, pay our bills, and then we're going to go across the bridge and we're going to party. And then they party, and that's where the, you know, the beat picks up. And then it's Sunday, and that's when it's like, all right, damn, back to the same stuff, you know, with the work week, with, with the kids in school and all of that. But yeah, Living for the Weekend is probably this dance song that goes underrated in the OJ's catalog and in the Philly International catalog, period. Like, Philly International is... The Root of Disco. You can look it up. Earl Young, Philly Soul Drummer, with MFS being in the Tramps. His four on the floor. Everybody copied that. From 1974 on, every disco beat was the same because it was Earl Young's four on the floor pattern. So, yeah. And from a label that was eventually branded the start of disco, Living for the Weekend is probably one of the songs in that disco-fied catalog that nobody talks about that much, and they should, because it is a groove, like... Again, you know, you get yourself wound down from work, but it's like, all right, okay, I'm cool now. Let's go party. And then, come on, y'all, let's get on down now. From Monday to Thursday, I'm dead on my feet. And it's a party. 
It is a party from there on. And then, of course, it slows down again. Great song, great song. Of course, I Love Music is self-explanatory. There's no, there's no better song from Philly International that describes the outlook of the music. Like the stories that Gamble and Huff and other writers on that label told in the music, you know, you can find better song lyrics, you can find better stories, but as far as like the Philly soul anthem for the dance floor, I Love Music is it for me. All you have to do is just put that on, you hear those congas in the beginning, and Eddie, Get it on, 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 yeah. Oh, I love music, sweet, sweet music. And it goes on from there. Like, it's seven minutes of dancing, and it is really Latin-based. Like, you hear a lot of the congas, you know, the shuffling of the beat, you know, the guitar solo in the middle, that sounds sort of like a Spanish guitar. It's a perfect dance song. Absolutely a perfect dance song. The rest of the album, however, it's about, of course, family. Besides, besides them for the weekend and I Love Music, you get your family stuff. Of course, it's, the opening track is Unity, and that is one of the Gamble and Huff hallmarks of songwriting is calling for unity in the community. This is around the time they were also writing Wake Up, Everybody, for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. They eventually went on to do Let's Clean Up the Ghetto. And Unity is a song that is calling for unity. You know, divide and conquer. We're only as strong as we are together. United we stand, divided we fall. And Family Reunion, another one of those classic OJ tracks. Because it is, again, it sets the scene. It is, it is Saturday or Sunday at some park or in some family member's backyard. The grill is going. The kids are playing. The old folks are playing spades or, you know, just sitting around drinking brews, shooting the shit. And it is a song about family. And in my opinion, for the most part, family ain't as strong as it used to be in our community. This is just me talking. You know, yeah, we have our issues with family and everything. You know, we've all learned that some of the things we went through as kids were not okay. And we have to distance ourselves from those people who made those things not okay. And that sucks because not every family has a strong family bond. But the ones that are, like, you kind of envy them in a sense that, damn, they like each other. They've never backstabbed each other. They've never done anything dirty to each other. Or if so, they've learned to get past it. Like that type of thing. And that's what Family Reunion represents to me is that the best of the black family. The best of the black family structure. And Eddie's monologue at the end where he's just talking about everything that is going on within the family that, you know, the adults really need to set the proper example for the kids. And he goes on to say, it's not just about your family or my family. It's all about the human family. You got to love the idealism of 1975 black folk that, yeah, we'll be, we'll be a united front, not just by race, creed, or color. Because here in 2002, 2022, excuse me, totally different story. Totally different story. Beautiful song, Family Reunion. The ballads, the two ballads, the three ballads, excuse me. The one ballad that Gamble and Huff wrote, Stairway to Heaven, of course, is a classic. Didn't go well on radio, but you can listen to any classic Quiet Storm in the country. The original Quiet Storm at WHUR. WDAS here in the Philadelphia area, Chicago, Los Angeles, Detroit, Cleveland, where the OJs were based. You name it. If, it's, if, it, if it has a listenership over the age of 50, you are guaranteed to hear Stairway to Heaven on their quiet storm set at some point during the week. And we're going to take it step by step. 
together, step by step. Of course, there's the Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven that people, most people confuse it with. It, it, it's one of those two America things, as Bomani Jones likes to say. Two Americas. One America is the Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven. The other America, the black America, is the OJ's Stairway to Heaven. So yes, Stairway to Heaven. Classic case of two Americas. The other two ballads are written by two different people, um, two different writing teams. Bunny Sigler and Louise Bishop, the late Bunny Sigler, wrote You and Me. And this is a song about a couple who, actually it's about a guy who's telling his woman, don't let what the other guys did to you ruin our relationship because I'm better than them. And I feel like we can work if we just work together and it's just you and me. One thing about Philly Soul in those days is those guys that wrote those records revered women. Like, there's literally no song in the Philly International catalog that you can find that just is either just out and out dissing women or even slyly dissing women. Like, it's just, they revered women in general, black women especially. So, John Whitehead, Gene McFadden, Vic Carstarfin. God bless uh, John Whitehead and Gene McFadden. Those guys died back to back. It was so fucking crazy when they died. It was like, damn. One died of cancer, the other died in a damn carjacking. <clears throat> but yeah, McFadden and Whitehead. Classic writing team, of course, better known for Ain't No Stopping Us Now, and Vic Carstarfin. Those guys were the secret sauce of Philly International, along with Jefferson Hawes and Simmons, and it was a big mistake that Gamble and Huff never turned over the writing and production to those guys. Because Philly International's run could have been a hell of a lot longer if it had been Whitehead, McFadden, Vic Carstarfin, Hawes, Simmons, and Jefferson, and Dexter Wanzell, and Cynthia Biggs. Turn that over to them. Philly International probably has a run deep into the 80s. Because Philly International was a wrap by 1982 after Teddy Pendergrass's accident. But you give those folks the run of the company with the writing and the producing, you probably get to at least 1987, 1988. Maybe even 1989. But anyway, She's Only a Woman. Great song about just absolutely having re respect, reverence, admiration, and love for your lady. Like the song starts off, Walter says, some people say I'm henpecked, but it's respect. That I let her do what she does. It's out of respect that I let her do what she does because she carries this whole world on her shoulders. And we don't know how she does it. Great song. Great, great song. Again, it's proof that Philly International was the Motown of the 70s. Like, they just turned out hit after hit after hit. Classic after classic after classic. Album after album after album. For a while there, it looked like it wouldn't be stopped. But they got caught up in that anti-disco sentiment of the late 70s. Because, once again, as I said in the outset, disco started with Philly International because of Earl Young's Four on the Floor. Philly Soul is where disco's roots take shape. And people never forgot that. The rock and rollers, the pop folks, the top 40, or basically the racists, the misogynists, and the homophobes. Those folks. They never forgot. Because disco was the music that allowed black people, Latinos, women, and gay folks to dance together and enjoy themselves. And not have to worry about whether the music was disrespecting them or not. That's the way the game went, man. Once those, once those rock and rollers got tired of disco, once the pop folks, once the top 40 folks, it was like, you know what? We got to put a stop to this. Disco sucks. Let's get it cracking. Let's start the movement. And Philly International was one of the sets that got caught up in that. And it never recovered. It ne Philly Soul honestly never recovered from that. And it sucks because if you go back... And listen to anybody who came out of Philadelphia in 1970, not just on Philadelphia International now. We're talking about the Stylistics, the Delphonics, the Spinners who were on Atlantic but were produced by Tom Bell. You listen to those records. You tell me anything about those records that ages poorly in the 50 
45 to 50 years they've been out. And I'll call you a liar. To your face. Philly soul is timeless. It is classic. It is undefeated. And yes, I stand by it. I guarantee it. They know that even though if they don't know me anymore, they know the chairman of General Mills. Philly soul is the real deal. And Family Reunion is one of those albums that stands up to the test of time. Make no mistake about it. Go back and listen to it today. You'll be glad you did. That'll do it for day 18 of the Black Music Month 30 series here on the Chris Positive Things Podcast. Greatly appreciate y'all for listening so far. This is your first time tuning in. Welcome. And we got 12 more albums to go because, of course, we're going through 18 days, 18 albums, 12 days left, 12 more albums. You can do the math. You're good at that. Thank y'all for listening. Anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S-P-O-D, the letter N, T-H-A-N-G-S. Search for that as a sentence on Spotify, Chris Pods and Things. Subscribe to us there and catch up on every episode. I'll probably take a break after Black Music Month, but I'll get back to the cultural, dating, music, romance stuff that I'm used to talking about on this podcast. So thank y'all for listening. See you tomorrow for day 19 of the BMM 30 series. Thank you.